Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage, while also helping giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. And where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day. While also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, and the Catholic phase. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 146th episode, how you've lost respect in your home and how to get it back. Plus, live phone calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that cube, 313-RADICAL, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And as we always do, we have the quote of the day, which states, quote, God had one son on earth without sin, but never one without suffering. End quote. St. Augustine of Hippo. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confused. Hey, 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 we are back, and thank you guys for uh, hanging out with me this morning. We have a, a very, very serious show. Um, it's a big, big problem in today, um, in today's society. Um, and 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 I'm gonna ask you to make some tough decisions. Um, you gotta make some tough decisions, baby. This is this is uh this this respect thing is a it's a big deal. And if if you uh, as a man, if you as a man don't uh get hold to it, your marriage will be gone. Your family too, um, and so just get with the radical rant of the day. Um, understanding uh, marriage, disrespect in marriage, and and there's four ways that well, generally four ways, but we it's going to be a little bit more of really how to how can we as husbands and fathers get that back? Okay, um, you may not agree with the things I'm going to say today. Uh, I'm going to say. On this subject, some things, like I said, that are very difficult to embrace or not to really embrace, but to really get a hold to like, you know, how can I won't be able to do that to my kids? Or I won't be able to do that to my wife. But in today's society, you almost have no choice. You you really uh, in the you know, like you hear me say a lot. We cannot run our homes like our, you know, our grandfathers and our grandfather's fathers did. And before that, or even how our fathers did anymore. Um 
because of the way the government has infiltrated the family, the way the government has infiltrated our homes and um, and even, you know, just just everything. Government is big daddy. And so if you don't really realize that you're going to be a disadvantage. But what you do is learn how to use the government against them. So and your family is the first place that you got to learn that um, many men these days um, succumb to the society's craziness, tolerance and ignorance on allowing those in our home to totally disrespect us as husbands and fathers, um, thereby emasculating us and encouraging effeminacy. Uh, we all know what emasculation is, but many people don't really know what effeminacy is. It's not really being uh, feminine. What effeminacy means, effeminacy means is you attach yourself to the pleasure and refuse to do anything that's really hard or arduous, difficult, you know. Um, and you are basically attached to that because because why? When we're disrespected or we don't have respect for our wives, or our children, or we don't feel um, a certain amount of, of self-respect in ourselves, then what do we do? We escape. Right. We escape into into golf and, you know, and, and our hobbies um, or our jobs. And we just kind of like escape into that. And many men have that problem today, which is one of the reasons why men um, lose their marriages and lose their wife. Um, usually the first thing that goes is the respect for the wife. The wife disrespects, then the kids come. Because a lot of times, as you hear me say a lot, women, when they get hurt and they want out, they start commandeering the children and start turning the children against their father. And not really, some, some, some women don't do it outright. What they'll do is just say, like, we're, you know, like we're a team. It's me and you against the big bad daddy man. Um, and that is, that's just as bad is outright, you know, disrespecting the, the man in front of his children and things like that. A, woman, a lot of women today, they feel that they can disrespect the man. They feel that they can get in his face. They feel that they can confront him. Um, you see all the time on, you know, YouTube and TikTok and all these, you know, and, and social Facebook and even on television. I mean, you see it all the time in movies. If you're a movie watcher or television shows, you know, even if you're a Christian show watcher, you know, you watch just Christian shows and stuff, the same thing. Women are always confronting men, getting in our face, trying to make us feel demeaned, trying to make us think like they can actually really kick our butt, right? Of course they can't. But they, women have bought into that Kool-Aid, man. And our job as men is to really understand how to combat this type of thing. And many guys just don't know how to do it. Why? Because we have that protection mechanism like, okay, that's a woman. I really can't hit her. I hear guys say all the time, I can't hit her. I don't want, and matter of fact, I don't want to hit her, you know, but it's like, she's almost like leaving me no choice. You know, I have guys, you know, that have been in my program over the years. I mean, their wife will basically get in their face and put her finger in his face and put her finger on his head and push his head back, you know, and then dare him to do anything about it. Call him all kind of names, disrespect him completely, attack him physically, and and then the man try to walk away, and what does the wife do? She runs because that, that's when he walks away and tries to protect himself and calm down. What does she do? Jumps on his back, hits him in the back of his head. You know, these are really people. These are really not extreme situations. They are, but they they are almost the worst that it can be in a home, though. You know, so what's a man to do? You know. Um, and this is what we're going to talk about today. And this might take two episodes. I don't know. But right now it's one. Um, but I feel sorry for you guys, especially you men that don't really understand what to do at all. 
at least you can say with another, like, there's, a, there's the other rim of the man of like, I'm not taking nothing. I'll hit her in her mouth and she's going to sit around and leave me alone. And if she hits me again, I'm going to knock her out. Now, that's the other extreme of a man. The other man, the other, the other end of the spectrum is, well, I gonna hit her and I'm, you know, I'm scared of her. I'm intimidated by her and she's just going crazy. I don't know what to do and blah, blah, blah. So you have two extremes, right? Both of them are completely inappropriate. Both of them are completely, uh, completely not being a real man, right? So what I'm going to try to do is give you options today on how to handle things like that um, in your home so that everybody's a win-win. And we uh, remember, as you hear me always say, you always put God first, your wife and marriage second, your children third, and yourself last. So we're not really worried about you. We're worried about what's best for those three other three entities and what do they, what does God say that we do and kind of like that. Because you have, as a man, you have to protect yourself. You can't let somebody take a bat and hit you in your face. And a woman will do that. She'll hit you. So what do you do, right? So um, effeminacy is a big problem because we start to withdraw from our family. And then that, what that, that causes just more problems instead of dealing with the situation, right? We get attached to the pleasure. Now, how does, just, how does disrespect arrive in our marriage? So how does, how does disrespect even come into the picture? Like, okay, think about it. Oh my God, I love her so much. We were, we were dating and courting and then we got married and it was just, everything was just so great and beautiful. She loved me. I loved her. And like, I could not ever imagine hitting my wife. I could never, ever imagine calling police on my wife. I could not ever imagine telling her to stop hitting me. <laughs> All right. You know, uh, what happened? Well, what happened is you got too damn comfortable with each other. That's what happened. It always starts with what? The bickering. You know, one of the ones trying to change the other. You know, I'm going to try to change him because he's not the dream man I thought he was. I'm going to try to change her because she's not the dream woman who I thought she was. And we get too comfortable. You know, at first, we would never, ever dream of trying to criticize our girlfriend or or our wife at the beginning. No, of course not, because then they would know that they would get mad at us and they might not want to marry us or they might want to they might want to date us anymore. See, and women are the same way. Everybody's on their best behavior when they're dating and courting and then ultimately the first year or so of marriage. Although there are, of course, there are what do you call um, exceptions to that where, you know, I think I've had somebody in front of me that's been married six months and, and that, that uh, signed up to talk to me. They were married six months and their wife already wants a divorce. I, I couldn't, but that was a tough one. I was like, oh my God, man, but I didn't say it right. Like I say, dang, man, you only been married six months. You want a divorce already? No, I didn't say it. I didn't say that because I didn't want to hurt his feelings or nothing. But I was thinking, oh my God, just six months. I mean, what happened? What could have happened in so extreme that his wife wants a, a divorce in six months, you know? And that comes along, too, with people don't really understand what marriage is for, too. Well, I'll get married. If it don't work out, I'll just get divorced. Well, then you look up 20 years later, you didn't have 10 husbands or five wives, <laughs> right? That doesn't work either. It just doesn't. So um, also, then the bickering starts. What happens, man? People, men don't really understand. Men start to get comfortable and think that they can talk to their wife any old kind of way. You know, like she's a... Uh, like she's a buddy at work or something, or like she's a, a parent or a sibling or like, or, or, 
you know, or like one of the kids or something. Your wife is a unique individual. I'm, I'm sorry, in a unique situation where you can't treat her like you treat anybody else on the planet. Your wife has to be treated like when you hear put your wife on a pedestal, you really must do that. You've got to, your, your, your first mindset, when I marry this woman, I'm going to put on a pedestal for, pedestal for the rest of our lives. Why? Because that's what they sign up for. That's what they expect. They don't even know it themselves until they don't get it. And then they get upset and start getting feeling depressed and unhappy and things like that. Women sign up to be courted every day. They sign up to be to for you to win their love every day, to show her that she is the most important thing in your life. Of course, we all know women too, that God is the most important thing. But that being said, you know, on this planet, <laughs> you know, your wife is the most important, the most important person in your life. And if you don't treat her that way, then she starts to think that I want to, I don't, he doesn't love me. And when a woman starts thinking that you don't love him or care, then man, then all then the demonic just hits their brain and they just lose it. And they start thinking about, I want to get out of here. Boom, boom, boom. So then when they start to think you don't love them, then the little cute bickering used to do or the little cute debating that you guys used to do playing around, it becomes serious now. Because why? She's taking it personal. Whereas before it wasn't personal. You know, we were just joking around. But see, now it's not like that. All of a sudden, you as the husband, you start to feel like, dang, what's wrong with her? So you start criticizing her. You know, why don't you wash the dishes? Why do you take out the trash? Why the kids screaming and yelling every time I come home? Why does the house look like this? Why are you working all the dang on time? All of a sudden, we're criticizing each other. So then the criticizing starts, and then what happens then, because we've been we're too comfortable with each other, and we think that the relationship can stand that kind of stuff, and then all of a sudden, dude, it really starts hitting it. Then comes the all-out arguing and fighting. No matter what any one of them do, they can't please each other. They don't want to have sex with each other. The man does, of course, because, men, we can have sex with anything. We don't care. <laughs> you know? Women are different. You know, I'm not having sex with you if I don't feel close to you. I'm not having if we're arguing all the time, we can't even communicate, right? Why want to go to bed with you? That's kind of how women are, you know. And so that's kind of how the disrespected marriage happens, man. It starts, it starts very small because if Satan came at the beginning and said, "Hey, boom, I'm gonna get you guys to arguing and fighting," and bam, guess what? That's gonna be, you know, you would like be on guard for that. You wouldn't even start it. But our pride and ego gets in the way, and we think we can change the person, and you can't change the person. If the before you marry your wife, if she's that way, when you get married, she's gonna be 10 times that way. She's not gonna change. If you a woman and you marry a man thinking you're gonna change him, and you well, I don't like this about him. Well, when he gets when you, you guys get married, that pork bitch, he's gonna really get more involved in that thing that you don't like about it. It's going to get worse. It never gets better. So this is why when, when you get married, you must, I, you know, this is just my way of thinking. A lot of other people have different ways and, you know, it, it works with some, it doesn't work with others. Me, I look at like this, there are deal breakers. There are deal breakers, deal breakers in marriage, deal breakers. When you're courting and dating, they're deal breakers. Uh, if your wife, I mean, before you get married, if your girlfriend is a terrible house cleaner, won't clean the tub, won't clean the toilet, won't take care of the house or whatever. And you have to decide because you got to look at that and say that for the rest of my life, I'm going to have a dirty house unless I clean it or me and her clean it together. Is that a deal breaker for you? Or 
like you got a woman that can't cook. I can't stand women that can't cook. How in the heck can't you cook? Now, you know you're supposed to know how to cook. You know that. That's that's one way you show you love your your, your husband and your kids. I mean, not just be a throw some beans in the in the pot, put some ham in it, and put some salt and pepper on it. I don't mean, I mean, like, really be able to some two or three dishes that you can really cook so that your family knows that you care about them. I get so sick when I'm talking about, well, you know, I'm not really a cook and stuff, and I don't, you know, it's, or, oh, what's the one you hear fellas all the time on TV, especially, oh, oh, you know, I'm just, I just don't feel comfortable as a mother of whole, I don't feel comfortable around children. That is the biggest crop, you know, but that being said, you know, you got to understand that, you know, you deal breakers. If, if your wife can't cook, is it a deal breaker? Some guys it is like, okay, I want my wife to be able to cook because I can't. I mean, like me, I can cook. I can cook okay, too. It's not a bad cook. But my wife is the best cook this side of the Mississippi, Jack. <laughs> but that wasn't a deal breaker for me. It, it really wasn't. Um, but my point about you is maybe your wife is a little heavy when you get start when you get married when you first get married. You gotta think if if, if I, I tell my boys all the time, dude, if she's 200 pounds now, when she has babies, she's gonna be 250. Can you deal with that? And then she might not want to lose that weight. So what are you gonna do? You've got to, you know, you gotta know what you deal with. My, these are good examples of these are these could be deal breakers. Or you got a woman that every time she gets mad at you, I got a guy now. Every time the woman get mad at him, she, or, or you know, she just like shuts down on him. He don't hear, he don't hear from her from three or four days, five or six days and stuff. Is that a deal breaker? Like, okay, my wife go, I'm married to a woman. She get mad at me. And I don't hear from her for three or four days. Is that a deal breaker, or can you deal with it? And that's just kind of the way it is, fellas. You got to really, you know, decide because once you marry that woman, what <laughs> you got her, it's, you stuck with her. And divorces, yeah, you can divorce her, but dang, you marry somebody for a year and then divorce them? I mean, come on, you know? So that is how disrespected marriage starts. It starts real slow, and all of a sudden you look up and you can't stand each other. And you don't even remember, you don't even remember why. That is sad, isn't it? It really is. So how does disrespect arrive in parenting? Oh, boy, a lot of PC, y'all can deal with me talking about your wife. See? But when I start talking about these kids, boy, oh, Lord, boy, it all the hell hits the, the hell hits the pain then, don't it? <laughs> Woo, Jerry, I can't whoop my kid. I can't I can't punish my kid. I can't do that. I, I You know, I hear guys all the time. Women, too. I have never put my hand on my child. <laughs> well, if you have it, you might have one of them kids that they're going to say, cool, don't whoop me. I'll just make your life hell until you do. <laughs> and I know a lot of kids like that. Okay. So how does disrespect arrive in parenting? It's very important that you understand this is a very critical thing. Just like disrespect for a husband, there's also disrespect for the father uh, and parenting and the, and the mother, right? So one of the things that's really bad is when you negotiate with a child. You never negotiate with a child. Why? Because they're kids. They don't even know how to wipe their butt yet, and you negotiating with them. <laughs> oh, you uh, you know, well, clean your room. Well, I don't want to clean my room right now. Man, clean your room. I don't want to do it. Can I do it? I'm gonna do it later. Well, when's later? See, then you start negotiating with the winning. See, th that don't make no sense. You are the father, you are the mother. It's your job to parent the child. You don't sit there and negotiate with a three-year-old 
or a 15 year old. You don't do that. They, 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 first of all, they have no money to support themselves. And even if they did, it's still the thing of the fourth commandment. You can never get around that one. Okay. So when kids, you have a, as a mother and a father, we have, we have the obligation from our, through our Lord Jesus Christ to discipline our children when they don't act right. If you see bad kids, it's because the parents are bad. There are no bad kids and the parents and, and the parents do it right. They aren't. There are no disrespectful kids when the parents do it right. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, every now and then, you know, we slip up. You know, we all, you know, we our kids will say something. We don't we don't catch it. Right. And every, I'm not saying that kind of stuff every now and then. But I'm talking about chronic disrespect from your child. Your kid. I had a client kid with him getting the car. The, the kid wouldn't get in the car with him. He couldn't make. He wouldn't make the kid get in the car so the kid wouldn't get in the car to drive nowhere. Is that ludicrous, right? You, the thing about it, the stuff I hear, man, it's unbelievable. <laughs> so, next, okay, the next one is allowing them to get away with ignoring you. So a lot of parents allow their child to just, like, ignore them. Like, you know, hey, man, go downstairs, take the trash out. Kids don't say nothing. Kids start doing what they want to do. Let's like just start keep on doing what they're doing, and the, the parent just does let them do it. It's just crazy. It makes no sense, man. You know, our job as a man is to get hold of our home. And that one of the ways is God, <clears throat> you know, God gives us the authority to take care of our home the way we need to. All right. The next one is uh, having to ask them more than once or twice to do something. You never, ever, ever in the history of your child's life. Give them more than two chances to do what they're supposed to do. If could be why, because you know, the reason I say two, some people say, Well, why you say two? Well, I say two because, well, everybody gets the benefit of the doubt. Well, maybe they didn't hear me, right? We all want to do that, so we'll give them that one. We'll give them the first one, hey man, take the trash out. Five minutes later, the trash ain't out, so maybe you think, Well, maybe they didn't hear me. So then you walk up to them, and say, Hey man, take the trash out. And then they still, you know, they, you know, then they still don't do it. Now we got a problem. Now it's butt whooping time or punishment time or whatever. You know, another thing too, I don't believe in spanking a kid right off the bat. No, you got a system because when you spank the kid, when you, I never spanked my, I never used to spank my children when I was mad. Never, ever, ever. Why? Because then you kind of, kind of lose control a little bit. And you don't want to get into that thing. You know, you have a certain amount. The best way, look. If, unless you have certain, there are certain kids that never need a whooping. I'm gonna tell you this is the truth. And there are certain children that never need a whooping, but there are some kids. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't get a hold on them, they will run your house. They will. They will run your house, especially the boys. They will run your house, and if you don't get a hold to them, they will run your house. And so, what you have to do is get a system because they'll make you angry. So you got to get a system of where you don't whoop your kid when you're angry, and you don't spank them. You give them a certain amount of licks, and you don't go past that. You know, you wait till everybody calms down. You know, you you kind of you kind of don't really go that far because that's when things got to trouble. And then another thing, parents don't do when they spank their kids. They don't like sit them down and tell them why they got a spanking. And most kids know though, but tell them that you that you love them and that you care about them and stuff like that. Okay. That's that's important. That's really important. That's one of the steps that people leave, that people leave out when it comes to their kids. They think, oh, never, I would never spank my kid. Well, if you don't spank your kid, your kid is acting up. Your kid's gonna learn. I can get away with whatever I want to. 
So if they can get away with what they want to in your house, just take when they go to school or they get older what they can get away with. So you've got to, you've got to, your job as a parent is to not send an idiot out into the world. You, your job is to send a good citizen out into the world. That's your job as a parent and a good faithful Christian Catholic. Okay. Um, then, oh, the one, a big one is allowing temper tantrums and allowing, and the other one is allowing pouting. You never allow temper tantrums in public. You never allow temper tantrums at the house. You never allow temper tantrums at church. None of that. The mistake that most parents make when they bring their kids to church and their kids are screaming and howling in the church, I don't care how old they are, unless they're a top, unless they're a ba- like an infant, like one year old and below or something like that, you know, like two or three months old. That's different. I'm not talking about them. Then you just take them out and, and put them out. You know, you go out into the best of you. But the, the, the mistake most parents make when it comes to their children in church is they bring their kids to church and try to and try to make them be quiet in church. And then at home, they don't make them sit down, ever sit down. They don't ever make them sit down and be quiet. They don't ever make them do anything so that when they go to church, they know how to sit there and do what they're supposed to do. You've got to get your kid, you got to get your kid to do what you say at home so that your kid would do what you say in public, right? This is a respect issue. Kids ain't doing what you say because they don't respect you. Even if your kid is four or five and sitting there crying and you tell them to be quiet and they're still crying, that's a respect issue with you. It is. They don't respect you. They don't respect that you're going to do what you say you're going to do, right? So this is why you you train your kid at home to sit in church, you know, and so as though you're in church, like, hey, man, we're eating dinner. Sit there. Eat your dinner. Don't be act, don't be saying silly stuff and acting a fool. And then you start training them in other parts of the house too. You know, you guys know how to do it. You're not silly. It's just that we get lazy, right? We don't, you know, then we get to church like Sunday, man. We were at church, man, and this kid, he was screaming his butt. He was old too, like five years old, screaming three or four, five. He wasn't no little baby. He was screaming, oh Lord, but we was all looking at that, looking at that dude. <laughs> uh, so Cause hey, that's it. Okay, I got a caller. Okay, so real quick, caller. Let me get this one last out, then we'll get there. So allowing pouting, right? So the last one is allowing pouting. This is how disrespect arises in parenting. Will allow pouting. You don't allow your kid to pout. You always make your kid have a good attitude because if they start pouting. That's disrespectful. You tell them to do something, they don't like it. They start pouting like a little baby and stuff. No, you do what I ask you to do, and you have a good attitude about it. This that way when you look, man, when your kids go to work, when your kids grow up and go get a job, they're not sitting there disrespecting us, the supervisor and the clients and the customers and stuff, you know, because, well, they, they said something I don't like. And so I'm, I'm going to act like a little jerk now. You don't we, as parents, we don't really realize how we mold society. We really don't just by our one or 10 kids, whatever we have, we mold society by what we send out in the world. Okay, that's why today most people are miserable because their parents didn't raise them right. It's just the truth. They're miserable. They don't even know how to make themselves happy or nothing or even have a good time. Right. You know, whatever. So that being said, the more you as a man don't get control of your home, the more our Lord allows the demonic in your home to increase the pain, chaos and confusion and loss of love. See, you guys think that it's just. Like my wife is rebelling against me. My wife doesn't respect me. My kids don't respect me. My kids don't love me. You guys think it's bad luck. You guys think, oh, well, you know, that's just because that's how they are. No, 
It's not like that. The reason you're getting the problem that you got in your home is because you as a man ain't doing your dang on job. That's what that's about. You know, and the thing about it is men know what to do. Parents know what to do, but they don't do it because they lazy or I don't want to offend nobody or I want my kids. I want my kids to be my friend instead of my kid, instead of me being instead of parenting my kid. Your kid ain't your friend. Your kid's your kid. Your, your job is to make that kid a saint. So how can you make that kid a saint if that kid is selfish? You can't do it. It's impossible. So God will just allow the demonic in your home and cause chaos with your wife and you until you as the man get your game together. I'm telling you, that's what's going on. The worse you don't listen, the worse your house gets. Yep, that's the truth. Be weak if you want, be emasculated if you want, and be effeminate if you want, but your house is going to go in the toilet. All right? So with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to take our call, and we will rewrite back. Stay with me, guys. Like I said, y'all ain't going to like what I'm going to say. You probably like what I said the last 15, 20 minutes. But guess what? <laughs> It'll help you get things going right. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. Right, all right, we are back. We are back. So we have a caller, and we are going to bring them on right now, and hopefully they can hear me and the technology works right. <laughs> Hello there. Hey, hey, Jerry, it's Scott. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, I want to give you an update and ask you a question on how to approach something on um, what I'm about to share with you. Okay. So I was in court Monday, and I really believe between the judge, uh, my wife's attorney, and my wife, there's a lot of immature behavior. And I think that comes from being raised in homes without structure because they're all lying and they're all not following the law. I'm literally watching the judge have one of the attorneys post on zoom an avatar of himself so this attorney was a black gentleman he had a, a, a black man's avatar on there and then i had another attorney driving down the road doing a zoom conference and the third attorney started screaming at the judge right out of the gate and the judge did nothing to the three attorneys wow so by the time it's my turn to go 
she starts taking the side with the attorney because she sees him probably, you know, several times a month over the last 15 years in, in cases against her as well as now the judge. The problem I'm having is I'm actually reading the revised statutes out of Kentucky to the judge. She gets so mad. She says, you're not going to tell me how to do my job. I think the biggest problem we have, Jerry, is people don't hold other people accountable to seek the truth in all avenues of life. And that's, to me, what God is all about. How do we get not only my wife, but a judge and an attorney to see this isn't about Scott Hendry trying to dictate certain things. It's about following the law and following the truth, and nobody's doing it with the exception of me. How do you get people to get on your side like that? Because the next avenue for me is I have to turn my wife in for criminal prosecution because there was 14 bolts listed to the things that she's lied about that I didn't know prior to marriage, which I know she was hiding stuff, but you don't know the degree you're hiding stuff. How do you get that to the point where – you can go in and say, Your Honor, I'm not doing this to embarrass my wife and bring up her past. I'm doing it because her past is affecting her present to the point she's not looking at this, not only short term, but long term, the adverse effects a divorce is going to have on her, her daughters, and the grandchildren, much less me and my daughter and grandchildren as well. So how do, how do you have an influence over people when they've all turned their back and they all claim to be Christians? The judge does, her attorney does, and they're trying to hit me with sanctions now because they say I'm harassing, and the true harassments come from um, all three of them. So do you have a suggestion on how to deal with that? Because I'm going to be going to confession tonight, and I can talk to the priest about it. Yeah, they, the priest is also limited on what he can do to have influence over other people. Yeah, and that's the thing, because like, if you if you – People will just shut you down. Like they will ignore you, right? That's what that's how it is. Like the only thing you really can do. Oh, I'm I'm just not outside inside court because that's a whole nother realm. But outside of court, only thing you really to, can do is to inform. Like let somebody know what the truth is, and if they reject it, that's between them and God. You know, because trying to convince somebody into uh, trying to convince somebody, interrogate somebody trying to debate with somebody they, these days they they are not people aren't really i shouldn't i'm not gonna say smart enough but they're not they feel like i don't have to listen to nothing you say so if, if you're trying to convince them and then you get they get mad then they don't you know like say you know a, a wife or a, 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 a father or something or a friend they get mad at you and all of a sudden now you're not friends no more you're not you don't they don't want to be married to you no more um it's very hard to really get through to that what you know the thing about it is, man. In your situation, I have I don't know. I, if we if we're in the marriage room, I could tell you what to do. But as far as in the courtroom, it's a because it's a different avenue. I mean, you've got to be able to get your point across, and you need people to tell the truth. Only thing you could do, you you could maybe call them out on it, but you've been calling them out on it. So and it's still not working. But that being said, what you're doing must be working because you're still doing. I mean. You're still having hearings. The divorce isn't final yet, and and you're you're doing you're doing something right, and that's what that's the advice I would give you. Like obviously, you're doing something right, or the judge would just dismiss you out or outright tell you to shut up, and don't say anything else. Um, and then you would you know I'm I'm gonna put, hold you in contempt. So that is a thing to keep you going. In that obviously you're doing something right, you're doing something. 
that's winning them over. Um, but you're just you're in the battle, dude, and I really can't tell you how to handle that. I really can't. I'm sorry. Well, I'm gonna give. Can I give you a reference on something why I prompted to call in when you were talking about people getting lax in their marriages or disciplining their kids? Uh huh. I was I, I was always under the firm belief when you're around children, especially adolescent children, you have to be a tiger. You have to be a person that has maintains control over those kids immediately. And what I've witnessed over 38, 39 years of being an adult is parenting of divorced parents where they just become best friends with their kids and they don't discipline their kids. And <laughs> I had it happen at the hotel I'm staying at. Yep. I'm watching a seven-year-old boy eat a um, waffle that has syrup on it with his hands. No fork, no knife, no napkin. And the mom is telling me about how she's divorced from her ex-husband, who was an Air Force guy. And she's down here and her son's playing in a baseball tournament. But the daughter's acting up that's five years old. The mom can't handle it because she doesn't have that strict disciplinarian of a man in her life. But the, the point I'm trying to make is, and this is a good reference for anybody that wants to listen. Renee Folsley is a uh, retired appellate court judge out of Canada, and he was in charge of the actual Hinton train disaster from 1986, where 75 people were killed in a head-on collision between a passenger train and a, um, a train carrying um, products. He says, the problem is when you, you have rules, rules are made to be obeyed and they're supposed to be strictly enforced. And when people don't obey the rules, it becomes a fraternity of buddy-buddy system where things start to get laughed, problems start to incur. And then what happens is a tragedy happens. And the tragedy, in my opinion, in America is these judges are so lax on not following the rules that divorce is being handed out like it's just cookie cutter. And I'm literally using three Kentucky revised statutes reading to the judge. And she's just blown by it where it's, it's not um, just having emotions in it. I'm just stating factual law that she's not even following. So, and that's the problem we're having. Well, the worst, you know, I always say the worst, the worst thing is a lazy cop. I hate lazy cops. And the reason why is because if a cop's lazy, he's not going to, he's not doing his job. He's not, you know, you have people's lives in your hands, literally. Um, and to be lazy about a murder case or a theft or anything like that, no matter how much work you have, that is really, a that is very, that's a very bad thing, I think. So the judge thinks the same thing. Like you're reading the stuff. She knows you're right, but she don't want to deal with it because she ain't never had to deal with it. So she just kind of pushing it along. And that's what they do. I was I used to be a union steward at the at the uh, post office when I worked at the post office. I was a union steward, and I did what you did. I dug deep into the rules and and all the statutes and all that stuff, and I found that what they're doing is wrong and stuff. Man, you know what they do, man? Look, they just ignore you. They ignored me. So I got sick of it and said, "Look, look, leave them to yourself." But you're you're going through a marriage and a divorce. You 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 can't do that, right? So the other thing too, man, as far as as far as kids, no, you gotta understand, no one loves you until they know you love them. They don't care about you until they know you care about them, and that's that's how it is with kids, especially kids. Can, can you give me some advice on this, then, and just tell me if you think this is wrong? If you have a 61-year-old woman who's had a 55-year or 53-year problem of lying because she's been abandoned by both her mom and dad, 
Do you think it's wrong to have somebody criminally prosecuted so they can get the help necessary by being maybe put on probation or even potentially and going to that's jail? That's what I'm gonna go over today about one of the things that I know people are gonna di- gonna disagree with me about about one of the things I do when your wife hits you and assaults you. One of the things I was I'm I would say, and, and like with you. If you're married to a person, you've got to do your job in the in the house of the man is is be as of Christ in the home. And so what you have to do is do what's best for everybody. And if getting your wife the help that she needs, you have to force her or whoever this person you're talking about, or if, if, if it's your mother or your father, or whatever, you know, and you're in charge of taking care of them. You got to do what you got to do to get them help. Um. Um, if, uh, you know, and if they don't do it, then you got to you kind of keep up in the level, you know, because if you don't, what's going to happen? They're going to kill themselves. They're going to get sick or more mentally ill than they are than they already are or whatever. You see what I mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah and I, I had the I had the privilege of talking to a maintenance guy at the hotel this morning. He's been married for 34 years. He's originally from El Salvador. And he says people in America truly don't understand the constitution and how privileged it is to be a citizen of the United States. And they take things for granted, even as simple as marriage on a daily basis. He's been married for 34 years. And he told me, he says, it's all work. It's all work. That's right. (laughs) It's it's very little pleasure. It's all work. It's constant work. It's like two pieces of rope tied together and you're just rubbing each other the wrong way. And you just live with the pain. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, so I, I just wanted to. All right. I just wanted your opinion on that. Thanks, man. Have a good week. All right, you too. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye. Do-do-do. All right. All right. Be right back. Uh. If you're getting value from this, we are back. We are back real quick. And we are going to look like this is going to be a two part show. And that's fine with me. Um, But let's get into what what Scott brought up about, you know, doing as the man doing what's most important for your family. And a lot of guys have a hard time doing that, making the tough decisions, man. I go through it all the time. They just have to. uh, to, Why? Because the way we're raised and stuff and and the way the society is. Like it's it's two faced, it right? It's two faced, it isn't it? You're out in public and you're in the grocery store, and these kids are acting a stone cold fool. Stone cold, they deserve their butts spanked right then and there. They do, they deserve to be yanked up. That's how bad the kids are acting. You are the uh, no, we'll say because you're just the mother. The mother goes up and pulls the little boy up and puts and spanks her butt. Some busybody comes over and goes, <gasps> How could you hit your child? I'm going to call the police on you and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's two-faced. It. The kid is acting up. If you don't take care of, if you control of the kid, then you're a bad parent. But if you do what you're supposed to do and spank the kid, you're a bad parent. It's like it's a no-win situation, isn't it? It's a no-win situation. And the thing about, look, the way I've always does is the government don't tell me how to run my house. That's how I look at it. The government don't tell me how to run my house. I have great kids because I, I put my put my put the belt on their butt. People think the kids just grow up to be good good people and good citizens um, just because because of good luck. No, that's not why. Kids grow up to be good citizens because their parents put the put the parents did their job. 
Now, like I said, some kids don't need spanking. They really just don't. Their temperament is different. But there many, many kids do. You got to discipline them. And I'm not saying like spanking is the first first resort. I've said that. But what I am saying, it might come to that. But if you're in public, you ain't got time to sit there. The kids acting really trying to, you know, uh, causing havoc in the store. What are you going to do? You got to yank them up. You got to do something. You know, but you got some busybody getting getting somebody's business. So the way I do this is look, if uh if uh what do they call the what do they call what do people call the um the people that, that come into your house, the, the uh the child protective services, I got a rule. Come knock on my door, try you ain't tell me how to raise my sons, you ain't doing it. But if you think you want to, you take them, you take them, you go raise them. Here they go, you take them. That's how I look at it. The government is not telling me how to raise my kids. First of all, they ain't a black man that's 57 years old. So there's certain things you got to do that you got to do to a to a, a to a black boy that you take other other races, maybe Mexicans or something. Maybe I say I will say Mexicans. Us and Mexicans have a lot in common. You know, white white boys can got a lot of stuff they ain't got to go through like a black child. So I got to get my kid to 25. That's my job as a as a as a as a father, and that means sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get him to act right. So because we just, when he goes out here, he ain't robbing you and trying to trying to rape your daughter, trying to steal, you know, trying to rob a bank, you know, trying to hit uh, hit you on top of your head and take your BMW, trying to put a shotgun on you and steal your money. See, y'all people don't understand. You know, people live in these like like Scott was saying. People live in this. In this fantasy world is basically what he's saying. Even his, uh, his his friend he was talking to, living in this fantasy world. America is a fantasy world. It really is. That's why it ain't true. You know, you've got to, as a man, you've got to do what you've got to do to keep your, especially your sons, your daughters too. But you got to keep boys under control, man, or they will run your house, and then they have no respect. Like daughters, same thing. They have no respect for authority you know you don't let your daughters smart off to you you don't let your daughters go out and do what they want to do why because daughters can get pregnant that's why you got discipline girls because they go out and get pregnant and bring the baby home then what you got see that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying a lot of things that me and scott talked about y'all y'all ain't gonna agree with you're not because you you know a lot of people just don't understand what it takes to 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 be a disciplined, good parent today in the world we're living in. Okay. And so with that being said, we're going to get to um, bring my script up and we're going to get to what we, what we're here to talk about. So I hope that you guys can truly try to understand what I'm saying. You know, we are, we're going to, we're going to talk about marriage, you know, wives and kids, but we've talked about kids a lot. And I knew that was what was going to happen. <laughs> I knew that's what's going to happen because people, Men, to a certain extent, to a certain extent, can be tough on their wife. To a certain extent, they can. But when it comes to kids, these days we have been conditioned to be bad parents. We have been conditioned to be bad parents. We have been. Some Dr. Spock, and I hate his name is Dr. Spock because it messed with my name, my boy Spock on Star Trek. I hate that. But it's Dr. Spock talking about you don't whoop your kid, you don't spank your kids, and all that. That's you know how you know it's from hell. You know how you know that's from hell because it goes directly against the against God. 
who says spare the rod, spoil the child. Duh. So who you going? My thing is who you going to um who you going to follow, man. That's what I say. God first, wife and marriage second, kids third. So who you going who who you going to follow? What the government says or somebody says? And in most states like Indiana, look, you can whoop your kid as long as you don't put a mark on them. You know, and that's what that, that's basically what I'm saying. You know, discipline your child, man. Discipline your kid, and you will create a great citizen. If you don't discipline your kid, he's gonna be miserable. He's gonna be selfish. He's gonna go out here in the world and cause everybody else to be selfish. He'll have a broken marriage, and he's gonna raise crapped out kids. I'm telling you, let's look around you, man. Just look around you. You hardly ever see a good kid unless they homeschooled or something. Yeah. I homeschooled my kids. Right. That's one of the reasons why they're good because my kids ain't influenced by some crazy public school. Kids go to school, learn about sex and be taught how to disrespect their mom and daddy. If your kids, if your kid goes to a private school or a township school or a public school, whatever they go to, and they come home, start telling you to kiss their butt or disrespecting you as a father, you know what they're learning it. You did it. You sent them to that school. They learning all the stuff your kids learn. They learn at the school, man, because teachers these days can't do nothing. And teachers want to spank kids. They really do. They want to discipline the kids, but they can't. Every time a teacher, I was there. I was a tutor and I was like, not a tutor, but a mentor inside a, a middle school. And I was a football coach at a high school. So I'm telling you, here's the deal. People, teachers want to discipline your child. They really do. As soon as they do, here comes a mama with a, a, a bead scarf on her head, wrapped around her head, with her purse, with a big 25-pound purse on her on her arm, come to the school cussing this principal out, cussing the, cussing the teacher out, cussing the janitor out, cussing everybody out. Now, don't you discipline my kid? And all the and all, and you know what? And all the teacher did was send the kid to the principal's office or something. All the teacher did was was uh was uh segregate the kid from everybody else. All the all they did was do is make the kid punish the kid, you know, say this kid can't come to school or something, and they come up there and just lose their minds. It is so it's not really the teacher's fault. The teacher's hands are tied. The principal's hands are tied because we men have allowed this craziness in our society. Nobody can discipline a child, and then oh, Hillary Clinton, and we're talking about it takes a village. Yeah, it takes a visit to you try and do what you're supposed to do to take control of your home, right? Until the teachers and the principals try to take control of their schools. All of a sudden, oh, no, we can't do that because, you know, well, he he grew up in a divorced home and he grew up here and he had this happen to him. I'm to the point, I don't care what happened to you when you was a kid. I really don't. Just be a good citizen. Be a good Catholic, dude. That's all I'm scared about. Don't sit up there sending your crappy kids out in society out there uh, messing over us. That's how I look about it. That's how I look about it. And it's the truth. You don't have to agree with me, but you know it's the truth. You know it's the truth. You know it's the truth. You know, but people say one thing in the house and one thing in public. And I understand that. You don't want to, you know, people don't like people jumping on them these days. But man, I'm telling you, you've got to learn in your home how to, to get respect from your wife and your kids. And this, and, and, and I'm going to give you some suggestions today and try to help you, okay? So first and foremost, get respect to save your marriage. So first and foremost, right, this is an offense against God. First and foremost, disrespect, disrespect from your wife, 
disrespect from your children is an offense against God. Why? Because of the natural protection order that is set up of God, Christ, husband, uh, wife, children. It's a protection order. Women don't understand. The reason it's set up like that is to protect you. It's to protect the children. Men are bigger and stronger and faster and all of that stuff because it's in a protection thing. Men are, are designed for protection, to protect their home against physical outside threats. You can't, lady, even if you have a gun, because most men, you know what they'll do? They'll take your gun from you. They'll take your knife from you. Why? Because he's like three times stronger than you. The only way a woman ever defeats a man in any battle is through surprise. Everybody knows it. A woman uh, confronting a man straight up is not going to happen. Okay? 99.99% of the time. Of course, it's always, you know, some it's always exceptions, you know. But for the most part, that's the way it is. The reason so women who step outside that protection of I can take care of myself. I don't need the help from you. And it's their husband they're talking to. It's their husband now. The man who promised to love them for the rest of their life. To protect them and love them and defend them. To be there. This is a woman telling her husband that. I don't need you. I can, I can, I can, I can take care of myself. And the first time some mugger knocks her on her head, she's wishing, boy, I wish my husband was here right now. You think that can't happen? Dude, please, it can. I, it, it can. All right? You, you've got to understand that, like, there's a, uh, a, I had a guy in my program a long time ago. Wife's a hiker. Wife's a hiker going through, gets, gets lost, and we're, he's all worried. We're all worried. <laughs> it's not pitch black. Basically, you know, her idea is, well, I just do what I want. But, oh, my God, that's selfishness, isn't it? We're all worried about you. It's pitch black, and we, we don't know where you are. You get lost in the, in the thing, and we're all worried. Isn't that selfishness? Because you can take care of yourself. No, man. No, that's not how it rolls. So it's an offense against the reason God set this up is for protection. Women and children are protected. This is why it's against the, the moral the moral law and natural law for women to be on the front lines fighting men in the, in the uh, military, in the, uh, on the front lines fighting. Women, women are the givers of life, gentlemen. Women are the givers of life, and we are so weak, we got them on the front lines shooting at people. That's being a real man, ain't it? That's being a real man. Sitting there with a woman next to you who's a, who's probably a mother anyway already. She's sitting there fighting with you. Is that really masculine? Is that really of Christ? Is it? No. So first and foremost, it's a fist against God. So basically, the second thing is the fourth commandment when your child, um, when our children disrespect us. That is against the fourth commandment. It's the fourth commandment for a reason, isn't it? Think how high that is, the fourth commandment. So when we as parents allow our kids to pout, to give to temper tantrums, to disrespect us, to do all these crazy disrespectful things. Like I tell you what, 
In my house, all my I got mostly I got all sons and one daughter. I got four sons and one daughter. I'm telling you what, my sons already know. Don't you ever thinking about disrespecting my wife because I don't play that. I don't play that. You know, and so guess what? My children, my boys go out in society and they don't disrespect women. They don't. They're manifold. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir, Mr. Jones. No, sir, Mr. Jones. All of my kids have been like that their whole life. Not, and that didn't happen by luck, gentlemen. That, be, that happened because I went through the pain of saying, well, either my kid is going to be my friend or my kid is going to be my kid. What is it going to be? I decided to do what a man's supposed to do, a good father's supposed to do. I love you. I show you I love you, but I get in your butt when you don't when you don't act right. And then I show you I love you again. The thing of people they 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 make the mistake of they make the mistake of disciplining their children, but they don't show their kid they love them. Most kids won't disrespect you if they know you love them. So if that that disrespect right there, you as a parent are doing something. If you having that you know that kind of problem, you as a parent there's a there's a wall of disrespect. There's something going on between there. There's a reason why your kid is not, you know, um, uh, um, it, it doesn't seem, you know, it doesn't seem like that the kid, the kid is being, uh, the kid doesn't know that you love them in some kind of way. Okay. So I get, so I'm uh -oh, somebody calling me out. Ooh, I ain't talking about LGBT. Oh. Oh. So yes, I, okay. Uh, he says, okay. No, Lou, I am addressing the topic. The topic is disrespecting the home by a father and a and a and a um a father and a a wife. That's that's the whole the subject of the um of the show. I don't understand what you're saying. If you were talking about disres kids disrespecting their parents and mother and, and a wife disrespecting her husband, I am talking about that. Unless you came in late. I don't know, but I am talking about that. Okay, so anyway, some people don't really hear. I don't know what's wrong. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so that being said, we're going to be done for today. Um, and we went over a lot of things in the first part of the show. Scott went over some. We went over some things with Scott. And so, just so you guys know that the thing about it is, man, people always think that stuff is simple. Like that's why this guy's complaining right here. Um, um, um. This is why this guy's complaining because he thinks that I could just sit there and rattle off four or five things and that's going to fix this problem. No, that's not it. There's a background. You have to set things up. You know, the reason that if, you know, like I just said, as a husband and a wife, I mean, as a husband and a father, if you're getting disrespect, there's a wall, there's some kind of barrier there that's causing that. And so I have to set that up. I just can't come in here talking about that. See, that's what's wrong with people today. They can't pay attention for five seconds. They can't pay attention for five seconds. They want you to just do what they want you to do. But man, that's not what this show is about. This whole show is about trying to teach you not just what the problem is, but how to solve the problem, man. And so what does that mean? That means you have a, there's a process, baby. There's a process. You just can't start naming all stuff. Hey, that's what everybody does, don't they? Everybody wants the quick fix. That's what everybody does. It's the quick fix. Show me how to save my marriage in five steps. No, it don't work like that. That's why you're in the position you're in right now. Because everybody thinks everything's simple. And if it ain't simple in two steps, I'm out of here. Fine. You're out of here then. 
because I don't roll like that, man. I'm really trying to help you if you really sit back, get a get a glass of whiskey, a cup of coffee, or a glass of wine, and sit back and relax and let me help you. I deal with this all the time, and I'm trying to get you to understand the, your wife is disrespecting you for a reason. Your children disrespect you for a reason, but there has to be a background. I just can't start telling you the things because you're not going to understand why then. Come on, baby. Let me help you. If you don't want my help, fine. Go listen to somebody else. But I'm going to do this the way I got listeners on my on this, this show, this podcast here and my audio podcast. I got a lot of them for the same reason that I'm doing is because I just don't give you that cookie cutter crap that everybody else does. I really want to help you. I'm very passionate about what I do, but I'm not just going to give you some bull stuff, some fluffy stuff that's not going to help you, man. I'm not going to do that. And if you want that, then you need to go somebody else's show. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm really not. Just trying to tell you how it is. Okay? So either you stay here and listen and let me help. You can say negative stuff all you want, but I'm not going to cut the show up just so to make somebody be like, oh, well, hurry up and do this. No, I'm not. So anyway, that being said, we are done for the day, but we covered a lot of stuff today. We covered a lot of background. So tomorrow, tomorrow's show on part two, what we'll do is we will, um, tomorrow on show on part two, what we'll do is we'll go through the reasons, okay? Go through the things of, of exactly why your wife and kids are disrespecting you and the reasons why you've lost respect. Okay, and it's not simple, fellas. It's not. If it was simple, you wouldn't need me. <laughs> uh, so, all right, fellas. All right, everybody. We'll be right back. Thank you. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. All right, all right, we are back, and thank you guys for hanging out today. Um, and I, like I said, promise the next show we will get in. So today I laid the foundation, which is part one, and tomorrow we will get into the uh, exact things that uh, the reasons why men have lost respect in their home and as a husband and father, and how they can get it back. Okay, so today is kind of the was like I said, it was kind of the background, the foundation of it. And then tomorrow, the next show, we'll really dive deep into it. We'll probably review for a couple of seconds like we always do from part one and then we'll rock it that way. Hope you guys got some out of it today. Um, and, you know, um, I try my best to give my experiences. I give my experiences, too, because to let you know I'm human, just like you are. But like I said, a lot of a lot. I said that the start of the show today. I did not say it. I said it did not. A lot of stuff I'm gonna say today. You're not gonna agree with. You're not. A lot of stuff I'm gonna say tomorrow. You're not gonna agree with. But if you really sit back and help it, I mean, sit really sit back and digest it, and then mix what I'm saying with what you're saying, man, you might come up with a great system to 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 help to help your home, right? Right? Because that's what I do. I find things. I take what I can to use from it, and then I, 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 you know, I dismiss the rest of it. That's what that's what we do. That's how we learn as humans. All right. So with that being said, we're gonna end the show as we always do with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states: "Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness." Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast!
pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!